Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, it is over. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Donald J. Trump, like all evil dictators, quietly got on the chopper, headed to Air Force One, and went home, allowing for the peaceful transfer of power to the Joe Biden-Kamala Harris administration, which reached out its loving arms, grabbed all those dissidents and Trump supporters, and crushed them. And now... We get to watch uh, big tech and big media just uh, try to snuff out all opposition to the new administration. But uh, we'll give you some of the highlights. We'll look back on some of the accomplishments from Donald Trump and look at some of the idiotic things he did, including some of the pardons he gave at the last minute and didn't give in the last minute. Also, um, Fox News makes some changes. Bed, Bath & Beyond bows to the mob, which is very, very disappointing. And Tom Shattuck makes his picks for big championship weekend, and he hasn't gotten one wrong yet. Uh, we'll get to all that and much more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, we're looking live. We're looking live at the Marine One helicopter, the chopper, landing on the uh, south lawn, waiting to pick up 
the uh, president of the United States. I guess he's forever President Donald J. Trump. We, uh, that's another thing that the uh, the media won't like, the liberals won't like, that he's always going to be president, even if they impeach him, right? He's going to be Donald President Trump. It was four wild, disruptive years. It's all over today. Trump is breaking with traditions as he leaves. He's not attending the inauguration. He's not walking in the procession, and he's not spying on a successor. That's one of the traditions, uh, recent <laughs> traditions, which you do when you're a sitting president in your final days. Four years ago today, Barack Obama and Joe Biden were busy spying on the Trump campaign, uh, advancing a smear campaign, lying about Russian connections and Putin meddling and all that to try to destroy the Trump presidency before it began. So that's how it began, this presidency. That's how this four cra- these, these four crazy years began, with Barack Obama and Joe Biden trying to destroy him before he took office. You expect that guy to go to the inauguration and shake hands with these guys and schmooze and smile and, and, and pretend that they didn't tr- to try to destroy him? Of course he shouldn't be the inauguration. This is like your number one thing, right, Jerry? Like, this is why you like him the most. Like, if you hate somebody, don't act like you like him, right? Yeah, like, if you hate him, you hate him. Don't, don't and then we're going to get to his accomplishments and his regrets. Well, uh, and our regrets with, with, with Shattuck. We, we's, we've kept uh, pretty good records here. I got a list of things that, that I like, things that I don't. And I'll, I'll start with the things that I don't, Shattuck. He didn't pardon. He didn't make the ballsy move and pardon Julian Assange. Uh, so, Here's how I look at it. Right now, uh, the swamp is thrilled. John Brennan is thrilled. Clapper, Comey, they're happy. Struck all of Trump's enemies, including Biden and Obama and Hillary Clinton, are happy. They didn't want Assange or Snowden pardoned, and he cooperated. One last thing he did that's kind of disappointing is he didn't pardon anybody of significance, unless you count Lil Wayne, and I don't. Well, I li- I have no problem with Lil Wayne actually. I like him. He's actually a pro cop guy, and that is um. I don't care. It was for. for- <laughs> I don't care. Plus, I don't know what he did wrong. He pardoned plenty of people, Jerry. He didn't pardon the Tiger King, which would have been nice. That no, 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 no. I was uh, oh God. It was, if he pardoned the Tiger King and not Assange, that would have been nauseating. But he did not. And according to uh, reports, the Tiger King thought he was getting pardoned. So maybe that was good. Maybe he teased him. And thought he was going to get freed, and he didn't. So that's good. They, what you think? They, the had, the, they had, the, had the limo waiting. They had aerial coverage of of the limo they waiting to celebrate. Yeah. The t- he should have targeted the Tiger King because the Tiger King was like Trump. He had a thousand hustles going, you know, and never, never. Oh, he's a, scum. he's a scumbag, the Tiger King. Please, well, just because uh, Snowden was, you know, canonized by Tucker Carlson two nights ago, doesn't mean that he's no, a that good guy. Assange. See, I, I, I judge these things. I'm, like I, said, I always say, I, I, I vote the way – if I have trouble deciding how to vote, I look at the Boston Globe and I do the opposite. That's how I make my decisions. When you look at the list of people who are dead set against and pardon for Assange, these are just the worst of the worst, these people. And then late – then yesterday we found out uh, the, the biggest opponent of the uh, uh, potential uh, – uh, pardon was mitch mcconnell so good put this all the swamp creatures on a list and say every one of them wants uh didn't want assange to get pardoned so i said trump this is your last act as a, as the royal the, the 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 chief disruptor is which which is why we sent him there which is what he was 
your last act, pardon Assange, and piss off every one of these detestable swamp creatures. He didn't do it, Tom Shattuck. I'm very disappointed. This is not this is not the way he should be going out. Pardoning Lil Wayne, and we'll get to we'll get to some of his other pardons. Steve Bannon, mm-hmm. Steve Bannon, his you know what his crime is, right? Bilking yeah. diehard Trump supporters, stealing from people who are so supportive of Trump that they were willing to donate to a scheme that was purportedly to build a wall. So that if, if you're if you're that supportive of the of the wall, that excited about the wall, that you write a check to Steve Bannon and say, good, I'm going to donate because we know that the Democrats and the you know this establishment was against the wall. We want to get the wall built. So Bannon and his and his buddies schemed and scammed loyal Trumpkins out of their money, and Trump pardons him. That's what, what the hell is that about? Why, why He's does on the Steve ground floor of the movements? Without Steve Bannon, Trump would never have had his ascension. So the, at least he, he you know, it, it's the pardon period of a presidency in the lame duck session is when all the scumbaggery takes place. So I understand why he did it for Steve Bannon. I think Bannon's an immoral guy, and, you know, I'm not surprised that he was uh, wetting his beak with the, with the Trump fans with the MAGA money. But, I mean, it, Trump owes him. Bannon brought Trump well, to well, I mean, but but consider what he's pardoning for it's not like mm-hmm. you know with Roger Stone which you could say it's a political setup that the guy didn't do much of anything and was being persecuted because he's a Trump guy Bannon was ripping off Trump guys allegedly I was I mean whatever it's we're done we're hours away he's getting on the chopper any minute now heading to a uh, Palm Beach. I'm going to guess he will be teeing it up by noon. He's going to want to show. He's just for show. Even if he's tired and has other things to do, he's going to go to the golf course to show that he's not bothered by this at all. He's ready. He's moving on, enjoying his uh, you know retirement. Even though this is killing him, even though he feels like uh, they stole the election, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he feels like he was screwed here, and in many ways he was. I mean, I'm. I mean, there's no. Uh, uh, there's no other way to look at it when you consider what big tech and the big media did. And we'll get to the media because God, are they, they have wasted no time. They didn't even wait for the inauguration to start slobbering all over the, uh, the, the feeble, frail, disoriented 46th president of the United States, or even more, the 47th president. They are just swooning over the 47th president. She, uh, she got her way. She got a new cover for Vogue, which is important because, you know, I'm going to go buy them both. I want both covers because they're, they're historic. She had one with sneakers on and she's very you know hip, but didn't like it. Didn't think it was dignified enough. So they complained her, her, her people complained to Vogue. They got a new cover without sneakers. And I just think that's wonderful. It shows you that there's going to be real a symbiotic relationship. We're going to be real cooperation <laughs> between the administration and the media. It's going to be worse shattuck than we ever imagined it is they're gonna just they're gonna drop any pretense of objectivity they don't care professionalism forget it no i I love it jerry too and you know what's funny last week we talked about that that biden briefing where afterwards he shuffled over to the table he looked at his trapper keeper that was on the table he used both hands to carry it as, as much as he could then he looked out at the audience somehow his mind respawned at that moment and he was horrified and afraid, you know, like most senile people are, looked out at the audience. Somebody had to 
snap him back into it, and then he shuffled off. We're going to see more scenes like that. While they're gaslighting us, the media is gaslighting us by not mentioning that we're watching an event happen. And, and and they're gonna act like that. No, no, this is absolutely this. Is, there's nothing. SNL will be so far away from any any jokes about that. Remember with Reagan, is, SNL was a running joke. That sure. Reagan lost his mind. Right, his uh, right. That was oh, that was funny. That's when senility, dementia was funny. When Reagan was allegedly going through it. This guy's being elected and uh, in the th- while he's in the throes of dementia. It's gonna get. And I won't blame him for not joking about it because it's gonna get deadly serious. As we watch him deteriorate on on the job, and I think it's going to be uncomfortable for everyone. I don't think it'll be a laughing matter at some point. It's going to be sad, and they're going to have to you know, have doctors step in. He's going to step down, you know, including his wife, Doctor Jill. Yes. She'll she'll make her medical diagnosis, and she'll say it's it's over. We got to move on. Right. You know, they did what they did what they set out to do. They defeated the great disruptor. They 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 reestablished the swamp. The establishment, everybody's happy now. We we we're done with this idea of seeing what's behind the curtain. You know, Trump was it was without a doubt the most transparent presidency of my lifetime. You got to see things, hear things that you never should have could have uh, imagined. We're back to doing these things behind the curtain. Um, and we're back to you know spying on people, surveillance. The great surveillance state is taking hold. We're going to stop focusing on foreign enemies and, and concentrate on domestic terrorists now, you know, white supremacists who, 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 you know, including members of Congress who gave tours so that their friends could case the joint before they uh, invaded on January 6th. But we'll get to that. I think today, right now, you look and you say, what's, what's the legacy? And I mean, I'm, I think it's very simple, Trump's legacy. I think he... He disrupted everything. He just rattled Washington to its core. That was his job. That was his goal. Did some great things, Mm -hmm. did some stupid things, said some dumb things, tweeted some dumb things. But in the end, we're going to look back and say that was a, you know, this town needed an enema. And and that's what that's what he gave it. A kick in the ass. They gave, gave it whatever you want to call it. And I appreciate it. I hope someday we get another guy like that who is in four years, a disruptor, a guy, an anti-establishment guy, a guy who challenges the swamp, who doesn't tweet so many dumb things, who mm-hmm. doesn't uh, necessarily pardon Lil Wayne, but, or, 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 you know, worry so much about his own legacy, his own reputation. All Trump cared about was, do I get the credit? You know, do I get the credit? That was a little annoying, but in the end, he did what he, not everything clearly, but he did a lot of what he set out to do. Yeah, well, the end, I think, was the disgraceful part. From November to now has been disgraceful. He's been, he abdicated. He's been AWOL. Even, even in the last two weeks, you would figure that he'd be on TV every day. A president would be on TV every day assuring people that there's not a, uh, an uprising happening. But that's not where his mind is. He's, he thinks he won the election. So he's, he's, he cracked during the election. But before that, I think that his casting off Washington egg-headed bureaucracy and the lecturing, lecturing professorial technique of talking to the American people like Obama used, that Biden's not capable of using, absolutely. Trump's policy on ISIS was to tell the generals, do whatever you need to do to kill all the ISIS. And they said, okay, and they did. 
Obama overthought it and overthought it. And he said, no, no, the entanglements. And we want to make sure that we can use some appeasement. And and we're not going to we're not going to, um, you know, have untethered generals. There could be civilian casualties. Right. And Obama overthought it. And ISIS flourished because it was Obama and his team of uh, Ivy League know-it-alls, Susan Rice and all the, yeah. the rest well, they're of they're back, Shattuck. They're yeah, back they are back. Charge. It's good news. For ISIS, it's good news for Iran. It's bad news for Israel. It's bad news for our, our oil, our energy independence. First thing Biden's going to do is shut down the Keystone Pipeline, which is right, which is good for the environment. But it's a it's throwing a bone to the extremists out there. That's yes. good for Russia. That's good for Iran. Mm -hmm. That's good for our dependence on on foreign oil and our and our. And, and that's that's clearly the Keystone Pipeline is clearly just transactional. To the far left extremists, because, you know, Justin Trudeau is a Keystone Pipeline guy. You know, you'd think that, that Biden would want to, you know, build bridges with Trudeau. But that's a total throwaway. That's a stick at an FU to people who are working the energy fields in Pennsylvania. All those people that Biden's from. Remember, he had a grandfather working in the coal mines. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, uh, not actually, he didn't, but he made that up. Hang on. Hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G O V X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. It is war on working people is what yes. it is. You're letting it, in 20 million illegal aliens, driving down wages, well, You're shutting down the pipeline, which is great. Those, that, those are great jobs. Those are great working class jobs. Uh, you're you're relying on foreign oil. I mean, you're, you this is not good for the economy, but that's okay. As we learned yesterday, I think it was the New York Times reported it, and everyone else mocked it that their approach to the economy is going to be more based on on racial uh, justice, climate change, Gosh, that's and and less on the GDP and other metrics. There, it's not the economy is not going to be about you know economics. Right, it's going to no. be about social justice. Yes, which it's is frightening. I mean, I, I just tweeted, "God help us," and it that's that's my only response to this <laughs> this insane it's a woke economy, Jerry. It's a woke, woke economy, so it's not woke. about the balance sheet anymore. Right. It's not about the bottom line. It's about uh, chits you get in the in the woke. Um, in the woke contest, not only that, but, but, uh, you know, talk about the early casualties, as you just mentioned, raising the minimum wage immediately. That's a torpedo to small businesses at this time, at this time in this country, raising right. the minimum wage is a terrible thing to do completely. And also, yes, he's going to do amnesty, 
but not right now. They want to do it in a systematic way that that's going to involve, you know, giveaways to all sorts of um, of um, progressive parties. But right now, of course, there are Honduran, uh, you know, caravans coming up and Joe Biden saying, no, don't come up. I thought yeah, that that was, they, wait, I thought that was xenophobia, Jerry. I thought that that means you're climbing up the ladder, then pulling the ladder up after you. Right. Whatever happened to that? He's I telling they the were a benefit to America. They were a, yes. a, a benefit. They were a good thing. Let's bring them on. That's Trump. That's the uh, Biden inauguration parade. Uh, the one in D.C. was canceled or downside. The other one, the one coming up from Honduras, all systems go. You're right. The, the I love how this was reported. This minimum wage uh, hike to fifteen dollars. Everyone, oh, it's wonderful, and all Bernie Bros were happy. In the report, it said it'll cost one point three million jobs, <laughs> and these aren't, you know. White collar jobs. These are blue collar jobs, working class jobs. It's going to cost jobs, but they don't care. It's another just bo- throwing a bone to the radical nut jobs like AOC. Yes, and it's you know it's going to hurt you know brown and black people most because you know a barrier to entry is, is job uh, experience, and these low paying jobs give people experience, give you a resume, get you in the door right. to it's, get it's, a better job, and we're getting part, rid you know, of those. It's kids, college, high school kids, college kids. It's people's second job. It's not full-time people trying to support a family for the most part. They're not the minimum wage people who will be fired or laid off. It's just going to fast track the whole, you know, the, the automated uh, world. Like when you're going into a fast food place, they're going to yep. say, you know, we could do it with, with robots and, and the hell with these kids, but it doesn't matter. It's all about appearances. The reality the actual real world effects on people are irrelevant. It's how does it look to his friends at the New York Times? How does it look to his friends at NPR? That's what matters most. His friends on the radical left. But we'll get to. But we have, I don't know, 12, 14, 18 months to talk about President Biden. He's going to be there for. I'm I'm optimistic. I think he'll hang in there for a good year and a half before <laughs> I don't before so. Kamala ascends to the throne, and then it really gets nauseating. But Here's what somebody called Trump, and I 100% agree, the greatest foreign policy president of my lifetime. And in four years, it's not even close when you consider one factor above all others. And I would say, I will say two things. I'll start this, Shattuck, and you can uh, take, uh, give me your uh, take, or even Cullinane if he wants. Hey, we have, uh, we're uh, live on Facebook, so we can take, uh, answers from uh, our list, our viewers on Facebook Live. They're already chiming in on the comments. If you're calling in, you don't listen to the show. You just sit and read comments. He's like Dale Arnold <laughs> looking at the text line. Well, nobody's complimenting my looks today. So there's really yeah, no- look at the hair. I mean, honest to God, they're, they're but, talking about inauguration. So I don't care. Whatever. Here's yeah. Why would you care? But oh, Trump's walking to the chopper. I know uh, we get some people watching live, probably along with us. He's walking to the chopper with that. Hideous hag of a first lady. No wonder she was not on any ma- first uh, on any magazine covers. No wonder she wasn't a fashion icon. I mean, look at her. Well, she's she, not used to being uh, posing for the camera, Jerry. Right. So it's not a natural thing that she's got any experience with. But the second man, you're going to hear a lot about him very shortly. <laughs> the second man, the model <laughs> Harris has already been on more magazine covers. Two, the same magazine. Two than. Melania Trump, a supermodel, was on yeah. for four years. It amazed me. Why couldn't you just to put her on the cover, have her looking beautiful and glamorous, and don't say anything about her husband, who they all hated? Just put her up there and say, isn't she gorgeous, which she is. 
but whatever. We, we don't want to get sidetracked. We'll have plenty of time to worship um, um, the lovely, the gorgeous, the talented Kamala Harris. Or I liked, as By I the way, Jerry, her, one of the Harris. most inspiring things about the new Vice President Harris is that she eats no for breakfast. Did you realize she that? She eats no for breakfast. That was nauseating. Mm-hmm. And the Jane Pauley interview, and I know it'll get topped a thousand times, but if you want to just get sick at the slobbering sycophants in the media, watch Jane Pauley just fawning over Kamala Harris, who's accomplished nothing in her life. Nothing. I mean, she was picked because of her gender and her race. That's it. Everyone knows it. The ultimate, I shouldn't say the ultimate identity politics pick because we will get to the assistant secretary of health. (laughs) You want to see someone who was chosen just because of her identity. We'll get to Rachel Levine and we should Rachel Levine who, I mean, she's not from Woburn, but her former self, her former identity is from Woburn. Uh, And we got her. Yes, we have her high school yearbook picture, and uh, she wasn't she wasn't a female then, but she was a she was a goofy looking high school guy. When did but, she graduate from Woburn? I, I don't know. I have her. I have her picture here. I don't know. Would you, okay, does that matter? What, I wanted, maybe I knew her. I went to the Woburn Junior Prom when I was. Uh, oh yeah, you dated her. She was a man. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I was and, and trust me, time. If you think she's a, a not an attractive woman, she wasn't much better when she was a young male. Uh, but we'll get to Rachel Levine, the best foreign policy president for one reason above all others. No wars, no new wars. In fact, he tried to end the ones we were in. People like Lynn Cheney, Liz Cheney and the, and the Democrats tried to stop them. They like endless wars. There's lots of people in the Pentagon, lots of people in the uh, military industrial complex, people at Raytheon who don't want these wars to end. He tried to end them. He pulled some troops home. Hell, just the other day, our troops, our last of our troops were pulled out of Somalia. And every time I hear that, and before that, they were pulled out of Kenya. And I hear that and I go, why the hell are our troops in Somalia? Why are they in Kenya? What the hell are we protecting Kenya for? It drives me nuts that people are 100% against these foolish uh, uh, foreign wars, these wars that don't end, that have no meaning, that have no objective, no clear-cut uh, way to win. Um, he did his best to end those. You know why? Because it's just common sense. That's what people want. That makes him the best foreign policy president. On top of that, we have all those peace treaties in the Middle East, all the peace between Muslims and Jews in the Middle East, which mm-hmm. is historic, which uh, John Kerry said could never happen. We have all the ca- uh, countries in NATO, or most of them, finally paying their fair share. He did some great things in foreign policy, which were all, by the way, common sense. All he did was put our country first, which offends Democrats, globalists, but I don't care. That's what he was sent there to do, and that's what he did. That will be his crowning achievement, that there were no wars. I don't know if you saw that tweet. I retweeted it that says that uh, documents all the, the wars each president has been in. And everyone, I mean, Obama, there's like 20 of them, you know, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, and then you get to, to, to uh, Trump, none, zero. That's an amazing accomplishment. Very few coffins coming home, uh, flag-draped coffins coming home to widows and parents who've lost their kids. He didn't do that. That's a great thing. You're right. And actually, you know, one of the few pieces of um, kind of um, foreign intervention with the military he did do was to blow away a bunch of uh, Russian merchant mercenaries in Syria. 
because he was extremely tough with the Russians, which is something you weren't allowed to acknowledge because, you know, he was in Putin's pocket, according to the person who paid this, the Russians for uh, fake intel. But you can't gloss over the the, the idea of the the um, the peace in the Middle East. These with these Gulf or Arab states, though, that is huge. What they've done now is not only are, are have the normalized relations between these people in Israel, but culturally now, you know, in trade wise, they're intertwined. You know, they're creating a relationship that nobody ever thought was possible. And they're, you know, isolating or they were isolating Iran, which is the bad power out there who we've been fighting in proxy wars since 1979. So that is huge. And that was Pompeo. And, you know, that was that was an absolute coup that they did that. They made that happen. And Obama screwed that thing up with a stupid Iranian deal, which was only going to, you know, expedite their nuclear program, where somehow, even though the uh, Ayatollah took Americans hostages for 444 days, we owed him money from the Shah time. (laughs) So we paid him in cash. No, that was great. And I hope that Biden's not stupid enough to ruin that. Well, the uh, chopper is gone. He's gone, uh, headed to uh, Joint Base Andrews. No, no flag grape coffins there today. Just a uh, president yeah. for a couple more hours headed to. Uh, yeah. Was he dragged out by the military? Did that happen? No, good point. No, good point. More lies from the left wings uh, from the media. Uh, he wasn't uh, dragged out kicking and screaming. He didn't shoot, have like guards shooting. Nothing like that happened. Once again, all overblown, all exaggerated. He left quietly. He's the worst dictator ever. That's all I'm going to say. Worst dictator ever. Authoritarian fascist. Didn't use the military. Allowed. uh, uh, The next guy is. Can you imagine if Trump used the military the way Biden is with 25, 26,000 National Guard troops everywhere in the city, shutting the city down, putting up fencing, putting up barbed wire, and giving the National Guard a loyalty test? Did you vote for me? And if, they, <laughs> if they say no, they send them home. If they if they belong to the NRA, they send them home. Could you just imagine yep. the outcry? If I mean, Don Lemon's head would explode and get all kinds of, well, he's got no brains, but to get all kinds of goop on his pal Como, Cuomo. It would be disgusting, but they would lose it. They would absolutely lose it if Trump ever did what Biden's doing, militarizing this uh, transition for no reason other than to send a message that we are here and we're going to get you, all you domestic terrorists, all you white supremacists, all you MAGA people, we're coming for you. The hell with the foreign wars. we got a war here at home. It is going to get nasty. It's going to get mm-hmm. ugly. It already has, in my opinion. But I think, I mean, people will say he tried to build the wall. He built some of the wall. He did his best on, on immigration. You know, he did the judges, obviously, three Supreme Court judges is amazing. You know what his real crowning achievement was, though, Shattuck, that I think we'll always remember? He stopped the Clinton crime family. He stopped, Mm. kept Hillary out of the White House. And now we know, some of us always knew what kind of scoundrel she is. We're learning more every day. That that's a great achievement to stop. By the way, he may have stopped two dynasty families because he stopped Jeb. Jeb thought he was going to the White House. He denied Jeb. And yeah. then he denied, he denied it, it, Hillary. That's pretty good. Isn't that how we vote now? It's just who we hate more, right? Yes. We, they, people hated Hillary, so right. vote Trump. Now we hate Trump, so we vote right. the other guy. I mean, it's just stop and Hillary. That and that was the thing. I mean, that was the, the just and that was an impossible feat. That was impossible. And people say. <clears throat> 
people say, no, Hillary was deeply uh, unpopular. Anybody could have beat her. Bull. Rubio could not have beat her. Ted Cruz could not have beat her. Only Trump could beat her. After the media got through with those other candidates, they would be there would be nothing less left of them. Trump right. and, and you're right, he changed the demographics where you know working class people voted for the Republican. Mm-hmm. The elite elite voted for you know Wall Street voted for the Democrat. Uh, it, it that stood that was true in this mm-hmm. um election as well. But you outreach know, like to minorities, Ohio, which is Republicans Bell, never bothered. Voted, right. Go ahead. Republicans never bothered speaking in in the inner city to minorities. Trump invited more minority voices into the White House. Historically, black black colleges. His outreach was extremely aggressive. Criminal justice reform could never happen under a Democratic president or a Republican president. It takes a unique kind of person who has a different value system, and only Trump could have done that. And so that's and that's also something that's very unlike a uh, white supremacist to be behind, <laughs> by the way. I also wouldn't think a white supremacist would be pardoning Lil Wayne in the last few hours of this yes. presidency. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we'll finish up with the pardons because I'm not happy with uh, with Bannon. He issued 143 cl- uh, clemency, clemency to 143 people. That's 73 pardons, 70 comm- commutations. One is the founder of Death Row Records. Um, and I, I found this a little strange. The, the rumors were started yesterday. His name is Michael Hario Harris. Michael Harris, um, uh, co-founder with uh, with Sug Knight. How do you say? Sug Knight. Sug Knight. Yes, scary I mean, man. Scary man. He was he was convicted of attempted murder. Trump commuted his sentence uh, to please Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was his biggest advocate. He pardons the guy. Snoop Dogg, three years ago, made a music video where he pretends to shoot Donald Trump in the head. So Donald Trump just pardoned the guy as a favor to that guy. And if you're watching on on Facebook, you see it. The fake Trump's got his hands up, and and uh, and with a fake gun, Snoop Dogg shoots him in the head. So he he's, he's doing a favor, throwing a bone to that guy, Snoop Dogg, but not to Julian Assange or, or Snowden or any number of other people who were pleading for a uh, for a pardon. Hell, my best friend is in prison right now, and he was a huge Trump supporter. But uh, that's a story for another day. He's uh, he didn't get a pardon or a commutation. He's addicted to celebrity, right? Didn't he help like Kim Kardashian's friend? He's just, yeah, that's well. I mean, probably he it. did that. I didn't blame him because he was just hoping Kim Kardashian would come into the White House for a photo op and just rub up against him. That's was the goal, and he and he, and she did, and you know. Right. Alice Johnson was, I think Alice Johnson was pleading for, for a pardon for that scumbag, Michael O, Michael Harris. Um, and he did it. And I don't know what that gets you. I guess, you, you know, Snoop Dogg is going to tweet something nice about you. But Snowden and, uh, and Assange remain in, 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 not in prison, but in whatever you call it, where they are in the. The, Which is in, too bad because you know they threw uh, Pamela Anderson at him. You figure that would—that's a good point. And she—I said this yesterday. She still looks good. She went on with Tucker. She looks good. She loves Assange, even though Assange doesn't bathe. It's a little strange, but I think she would have definitely returned the favor, Donald, if you had uh, pardoned her guy. You should have. But the rumor was that uh, I think Hannity reported that Mitch McConnell said they're going full steam ahead on the impeachment uh, trial if you. 
Um, pardon uh, Assange. Mitch is a swamp creature. He's he's a piece of crap too. I, I'm I'm done with him. He lost, as far as I'm concerned. He lost the Senate. He should be replaced. There should be a new uh, a minority leader in the Senate because he failed. But anyway, those are your your pardons. No Tiger King. Snoop's happy. Lil Wayne's happy. Bannon's happy. The swamp is happy because Assange and, and Snowden remain in the whatever isolation. They're uh, they're they're not coming home. They will not be home for uh, uh, to uh, to celebrate. But anyway, um, back to um, back to the legacy. I think the legacy is like I said. He just disrupted things. We'll remember that. We'll remember obviously peace treaties in the Middle East, and we'll remember. You know, attempt to build a wall and remember uh, the three judges. But more than anything, we'll say that was fun because he rattled these people. He pissed off a lot of people, and that's what well, he was good there for. And I would say that the the biggest benefit, and I liked the tax cuts, actually. They saved my bacon a couple of years ago. But the biggest, the biggest benefit was exposing the establishment media as being the that's activists. Exposing them. He drove them insane. Well, right, but they were no longer able to keep the veneer of being non-biased journalists. You know, your girlfriend from the New York Times last night, nobody would have thought of ever saying something like she tweeted last night. Uh, hold on. Uh, before we get to that, what are we um, – obviously, we're not through with COVID. At noontime today, the clock starts over. Every death after noon, every person who dies after noontime today was murdered by Joe Biden. And I, I, you think I'm joking? I'm not. Joe Biden's rules, his own rules. He said in the debates or during the debate, then I think there were 200 something thousand people had died. He said they would all be alive if not for Donald Trump's incompetence. Every one of them is on Trump. So that's fine. Those are the rules. 400,000 have passed away with COVID. We're going to blame Trump for those. We have held Biden won the election with that strategy at noontime today, every death is on Biden and Harris. <laughs> anyway, do we look back and think, obviously we know what the media is going to say. We know what the academia is going to say, but do we look back and say Trump failed in his COVID response? Cause I can't think of a reason that this, that he failed. I mean, I think he did one thing he did too much of was listen to the science, listen to fools like Fauci, but he's always going to get credit, I think for the vaccine. So when it all ends, because of all the vaccines, we don't think Biden did it. We think Trump did. We know Trump did. He spearheaded the effort to to fast track a, a vaccine. And if it works, if everyone gets vaccinated and it goes away, he gets credit, I think, historically for, for ending the virus. Does well, he not? No, well, no, because the Biden administration is going to rebrand Operation Warp Speed. He's also, you know, throwing a whole bunch of money now at the the virus, um, the vaccine distribution, which is essentially just redundant to everything that Trump is doing because the feds are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, the benchmark to have a hundred million uh, doses in the next three months, or whatever, is not a hugely aggressive benchmark that would would have been reached anyway. But the media will give this all of this credit to Biden, even though Operation Warp Speed to do that, to create an incentive for businesses instead of using the Defense Production Act, which is unneeded now. You know, Trump used capitalism and the free market to say, here, there's a pile of money right over there. Devote everything you have to getting us a vaccine. 
and the race was on and that was brilliant in that model for doing things like this is right. incredible and that's all trump that's all and, trump and, and nobody nobody believes not even like dr jill or or hunter mm-hmm. believes that joe biden could have got it done if he were president hillary were president we'd still be waiting nobody right. could uh, mobilize the private sector uh, like trump so right. I think- it's a guy who goes into you know what mindset is it's a guy who goes into a restaurant and greases the host for a good seat that's what <laughs> trump did and that's where he comes from and that's what in but they they have eggheads they have you know the, the the pod save america bros would all sit around and and uh you know and throw ideas against the wall they would never have come up with this idea no, the best the best um example of that is cuomo so trump gets the vaccine they, they we, we got it delivered to the states and in some states, I, I saw the numbers in North Dakota, the state, the numbers are great. They're getting people vaccinated. Florida, um, in New York, they're throwing vaccines away because the nurses who are administering it can't find anyone eligible. I mean, they could find people willing to take the vaccine, but they couldn't find anyone eligible. They had to be a, a first responder or a, or a teacher or whatever, a minority. And there was no one there to fit the, I mean, they could find people, but no one there to fit the description uh, so they had to throw them away, <clears throat> which is so insane. But that's the bureaucracy. That's a tyrant like Cuomo who said, you must follow my rules or I'll fine you a million dollars. He's, I mean, as much as Trump got the vaccine done, we're seeing again the incompetence of the just the yes. vile, the vile Andrew Cuomo. They're just the worst public servant I think we've ever seen. This has kind of shined the light on yes. him and what a what a corrupt uh, ego maniacal monster he is right um, and he ta- it's in the, that's a big city democrat thing to do a big state blue state democrat thing to do is take this antagonistic approach to your own uh right. to your own citizens saying no 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 you think you're going to cut the line for vaccines no 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 we're doing this in an orderly fashion it's the same way that like marty walsh used to jack up parking fees in boston constantly and he would say some people think they can come here and park all day assuming they have the worst intentions and yep People are parking all day to shop and buy stuff and go to restaurants, which are things we used to have in Boston. It's like this, no, 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 you're not getting away with something. It reminds me of Bob Stanley when he used to pop all the beach balls in the in the, <laughs> the bullpen. You know, there's this thing with this mindset that, no, 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 the residents, the citizens are getting away with something. And that's big government. We know better. You guys shut up. But Trump's big failure in the coronavirus, obviously his messaging wasn't good. But it was Fauci keeping Fauci around. Fauci has been the most incompetent, incompetent uh, task force manager that this federal government has had, maybe since Kathleen Sebelius with the Obamacare. Well, he's um, he's feeling good. His uh, his guy won. He's going to continue on at eighty years old. He is an We're- idiot. He has reversed course on almost every aspect of this with the distribution of the vaccine. That was all Fauci. He said, no, 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 we're going to do it this way and not give out any extra doses. Wait till everybody gets two doses. You know, that was his completely. And now he's reversing course on that. <clears throat> well, and he mm-hmm. never has to explain anything. He never has to explain anything. He said, yeah, there were some challenges at the beginning to Chuck Todd. There were some challenges at the beginning, but I talked to some of the, of the uh, leaders in the ground and we figured it out now. He never <laughs> has to explain. It's- no, no. And, you know, man of the year, he'll win awards. And whenever he retires, when he's like 112, he'll retire and he'll be, he'll be parades and people yep. say what a hero he is that they don't want to, 
But face the truth that the guy but, was wrong about everything. But Jerry, he's not going anywhere, remember? Because remember, we're also worried about these other variations of the disease coming. There's not only one in South America, but we see a few others. So it's like the hurricane season when you see the 18 hurricanes heading up to North America. They've got they've got strains of the coronavirus scheduled for the next year and a half. And so they that will- means if you have that, that means you need Fauci's. And that means also that you need to do some better masking jerry which is the thing that you have to do which means two masks going forward there will, there will never be a day where uh fauci says okay we're good here take your mask right. off you can you know hug your mother um uh you can uh, whatever you know, go to a game go to a concert that day will never ever come um i got <clears throat> speaking of uh, incompetent uh, handling of the virus, there's Cuomo. He's the worst. There's nobody in his uh, classification. He's he stands alone as just the most mm-hmm. incompetent, egomaniacal uh, leader during this time of crisis. He literally killed eleven, twelve thousand senior citizens. He literally cost them their lives. That's no hyperbole. He put coronavirus patients in the nursing homes. We know that people died, wiped out whole nursing homes, wiped out. Uh, uh, people, uh, vulnerable people, and um, we see we hear from our girl Janice Dean all the time. She stays on top of him, keeping his feet to the fire. Doesn't matter. The media still loves him, no matter how many. Sherry, she she should stick with the weather, according yeah, to the right. Cuomo administration. But but I would put right up on that list, top of that list, uh, one Rachel Levine. Rachel Levine is the public health secretary in in, in Pennsylvania. Another absolute monster. She put coronavirus, we put her on the screen, this lovely Rachel, she put coronavirus positive patients in nursing homes and she did uh, Cuomo one better. She snuck her mother out of the nursing home in the dead of the night. Her 95-year-old mother snuck her out, put the virus into the nursing home, killed thousands, thousands. And what's the response from uh, the, the, the administration, the incoming administration? Let's promote her. This is the uh, this story is big, not because she's transgender. I just sent you guys uh, her high school picture. You were curious. I believe I sent it to both of you. You can find that. Uh, Colin Amy was Richard Levine from Wakefield. And uh, you think uh, you think she's a goofy looking woman? Well, uh, what do you see her as a man? Well, not a man. This is a boy. There he is. There's Richard Levine from Wakefield, Mass. Now the nominee to be the assistant whatever, head of uh, Secretary of Health. The only reason Biden named Richard, now Rachel Levine, to this post is because Rachel used to be Richard. That's the only reason. You could never look at a record, see what she did on the co- on COVID, and say, yeah, that's someone who should be rewarded. That's the insanity. That's the links that, 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 that you, they're taking identity politics, that they're naming this person to this post, this important post. And by the way, she has to go before the Senate for confirmation. We'll see if anyone has the guts to ask tough questions about what she did with her mother. You know what the excuse is when you, when, and I, I tweeted about it and immediately get, you always get uh, people from the other side. They said her mother made the decision on her own. So a 95 year old <laughs> resident of a nursing home. And I've spent some time in nursing homes they get comfortable in their little space. They put their trinkets out. They have their blanket. They have their TV. They have their robe, their clothes. That woman said, you know what? <clears throat> I think I'm going to 
move into a hotel. <laughs> I'm going to strike out on my and, own. And a nine, it is the biggest lie, but whatever. You got to lie because the, it, otherwise she's got blood on her hands, and she does. She's only got this 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 uh, nomination because she used to be a man, and now she's a woman, and they want to advance as many uh, identity uh, uh, minorities. Uh, people uh, who, who uh, at many classes as they can. This is a, a protected class. These are transgendered individuals. Congratulations to Rachel Levine. Now let's hear about your mom. Now let's hear about the way you handled COVID. I, I, I mean, maybe they'll never ask that because God knows people are afraid. They're afraid to get labeled transphobic or, or bigoted or whatever. So, They'll probably give her the kid, kid gloves treatment before the Senate. She'll slide through and become your assistant secretary of health. And no one will ever uh, question her again about the way she uh, 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 snuck her mother out of the nursing home and watched thousands of elderly uh, Pennsylvanians suffer and die. It's, it's sickening. But anyway. Jerry, I want a cabinet that looks like America. Yeah, right. Uh, wouldn't that be frightening? A cabinet that looks like uh, uh, the lovely Rachel. Um you know what? At least you can't accuse Biden uh, of what I often accuse Trump of is picking people based on how they look. You know, like uh, what was the beautiful woman that was in the in the uh, White House? Uh, um, uh, Hope, oh, Hicks. Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks. Yeah, Hope Hicks. <laughs> Hope, Hope, right Hope Hicks. Is that yes. Hope Hicks. There are a I few mean, under Trump, actually. There were a few. Trump picked. I mean, Kaylee McEnany. Trump often was accused of picking people and uh, um, based on how they look. I don't think you're going to get that from, from Biden. Uh, he's not just picking, uh, you know, perfect tens. He's, you know, wants it to look like America, like you said, Shattuck. And by uh, the way, you know, um, uh, the these are extensions of Biden's arms embracing America. Yes, I'm going to get to that. You wanted you mentioned it earlier. We're going to get to the media. Uh, <laughs> the media. I, I don't know. Initially, I was dreading the thought of these slobbering lapdogs just fawning over uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and everything about the new administration. It's just like, oh, we're you know, who was the media person that said they're like avenging? They're like superheroes coming in to save us. Yamiche Alcindor. That was Yamiche Alcindor. That uh, publicly paid by you. Public, yeah. She's on the dole. She's uh, uh, a welfare recipient from us, just like you know Jim Browdy and the rest of them here in Boston, but. Anyway, these avenging angels, these superheroes have taken over. They're, they're, today is their first day, and the media could not wait to slobber. There was a whole bunch of good examples yesterday. I mean, you mentioned, I'll, I'll mention it right off the top, New York Times. <clears throat> and I swear to God, I saw this and was going to start uh, responding before I even looked at the uh, description of the of the person. There's a picture of the Biden's plane landing at joint joint base Andrews. And this person, Lauren Wolf says, I have chills. Now this isn't the president. This isn't him up at the inauguration, taking the podium and saying, taking the pledge, uh, taking the, this oath. This is just a plane, <laughs> just an airplane on a runway. And she has chills. So I, I write, this is a freaking editor of the New York times. They're getting thrills up their legs again. And she didn't like that. Uh, Lauren uh, Wolf, the editor in the New York Times, she said, oh, don't you ever get excited about historic events? I feel sad for you if you don't. And I said, responded to Lauren and said, yeah, how about 
that historic event four years ago when Donald Trump got sworn in. I'll bet you didn't get a thrill up your leg then, did you? And you know what she did in response? She deleted her account. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking full credit because she obviously got bombarded with responses. But Lauren Wolf, a editor in the New York Times with 35,000 followers, um, her, her bio is a former columnist, foreign policy, woman, woman under siege is a website she wrote for. And she's proud that she was blocked by Trump. She deleted her account because people were, uh, were responding like me and saying, you're getting thrills up your leg because of an airplane. Um, I can't imagine how moist Lauren is today that they actually we're going to see Kamala, her hero, Kamala and Joe taking the oath of office. But uh, that's remarkable, though, Jerry, that people are getting thrilled. I understand people are thrilled because they hate Trump and he's leaving. But if you're thrilled over Joe Biden, they're not. That's that's crazy. It's like, Tom, here's something I said two months ago, and it's and I stand by it. Two months ago, I said nobody voted for Joe Biden. Nobody. There were 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump. And 80 million people have voted against Donald Trump. It's simple as that. Um, nobody. I don't even think Hunter voted for Joe Biden. He voted against Donald Trump. This is the least popular president. You got the most votes ever. But a guy, you saw his rallies. You saw when he made speeches in public. You know, he, when he did live streams from Delaware, there'd be like, you know, 300 people watching. He's got no. Yes. There's no passion. There's no. Uh, enthusiasm none zero they're just enthusiastic about saying goodbye getting rid of donald trump that's right right and lauren wolf and so many other people all these people who are casting judgment about uh, you know the trump wackos are the same people who on this day four years ago had female genitalia hats (laughs) that they wore as they took their children while they wore these to protest the president because um because the the handmaid's tail was coming coming true is you know it's funny it, what this has already done already with lauren wolf and all these other people all these really moral media people is it's shown just it was all a fraud like we knew right. they never cared about immigration they never cared about you know the lower classes minorities you wouldn't have jacked up the, the minimum wage if you did that they never cared about any of these issues you know right now the number one issue if donald trump was president right now would be that the Trump administration is telling the caravan of Hondurans you can't come in, because remember how cruel that was. Remember, right. how, remember four four years ago, Jerry, that that broke you know the the foundational document that this country was founded on. Uh, what you're proposing or what the president is proposing here does not sound like it's in keeping with American tradition when it comes to immigration. The Statue of Liberty says, "Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free." Remember the Statue of Liberty? Give me your right. poor. That was hey, the law the, back then. Lauren the, Wolf and all these other people said, yes, it says give me your poor. That's what this country, the very fabric of this country. Well, Biden said, go to hell to these Hondurans. They admitted, I forget who was nominated uh, before the Senate yesterday. Was it the new HHS? Uh, one of the nominees admitted Obama built the cages. He said that before the Senate. I mean, there was no coverage of it, but he said they're the ones that put the kids in cages, Obama and Biden. You won't see that covered, even though it was in front of the Senate under oath. But that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with just a, a, 
a, a, a, a, a awful, an awful group of people. The, well, the Washington press that, corps. Jerry. Let's let's not move past that. The cages was the most horrific thing since Japanese internment. They told right. us. Well, now because the cages were, you know, the law said that crossing illegally, not at a point of entry, was a criminal act. So the law says that you have to arrest somebody doing that. And the courts say that if you arrest somebody doing that, like if you arrested you, that you can't have the kids incarcerated with the parents. Especially if that so, kid's not yours. You're just pretending well, and using right. them. <laughs> well, now Biden's got the, the executive and the uh, the legislative branches. He's got all both houses of Congress. Now, since this is the most important thing in the world, I assume they'll pass some immigration uh, reform on this right now so that the Border Patrol doesn't separate kids from parents unless they're going to encourage them just to flout the law, which is what they're going to do because they never cared. They I, never cared I, about the kids in cages. Trump and Melania are boarding Air Force One. Uh, Mark Meadows is there to say goodbye. Almost nobody else. I don't understand why people like Pence couldn't do this ceremony and be at the inauguration. They got, you know, three hours. I guess security's too tight, but whatever. Trump, you know, came in as a as an outlaw, as a renegade, and he's going out as one. There's no no swamp creatures there. They all said, you know, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and the rest of them. They're like, oh, good, get rid of him. Now we can all be one big party, one big you know, establishment again. Um, but we got to get to a couple more media people who are just uh, losing it. They're just so giddy. Neither Trump nor Melania wore a mask. Everyone else at the uh, uh, Joint Base Andrews has got a mask. God, he's just such... He such already had the virus. They both already had the virus. They don't need masks. They're outdoors. But someone on CNN or MSNBC will point that out today. They went to the event at the Air Force at Joint Base Andrews and didn't wear masks. How awful. Uh, I want to get to the worst slobbering fool in the media. And we got to get uh, Tom Shattuck's picks for the uh, uh, two playoff games this week. Tom Shattuck, so far in the playoffs, he's picked all the games. He's 17-0. and 0. He, he's just Correct. on an amazing run, amazing roll. And we're going to tell you uh, one store. I don't want to say we're going to boycott the store, but you know what? I'm going to stay out of the store, and I'm going to tell you why. But after, but first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps for you, whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shares great values of designs for any home available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I would recommend the blue stone. You can do that now, today. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up the new stairs within hours. And just like that, your home looks better, and it's worth more, and you don't have to do a damn thing. You can sit in the window and watch them. They can do it on a cold day. They can do it on... A windy, snowy, crappy day, it doesn't matter. They'll do all the work. You end up with a new set of steps and a house that's worth more. It's an investment. It's not an expense. It's an investment. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com or just stop in at one of their state-of-the-art facilities all over New England. That is SheaConcrete.com. I, I know you're uh, doing the math. You have your formula for your NFL games and you're and running all the numbers and while you do that i want to mention um, a guy I, i've seen him before but i never knew who he was it, this is tough competition today this week if you're going to out slobber 
you know, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. You're going to out slobber Joe Scarborough and, and, you know, Mike Barnacle and the rest of these, these, uh, Trump hating, uh, uh, you know, Biden loving stooges. It's not easy. You really have to go above and beyond today to be, to win the, you know, slobber off. But this guy, David Chalian, do you know who David Chalian is? Yes. He's a man after your own heart. He's husky. He, he buys is. his clothes he in the husky, you know, the husky section. He's a fatter stelter, really. If yeah, you he's know. a fatter stelter. He's got more hair, but more girth than stelter. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't sound quite as, you know, effeminate. You know, he's got, uh, but, but he was talking about watching the ceremony, I guess, on uh, the, the, the mall, the National Mall with all the lights. They put lights and flags in the National Mall because there weren't going to be any people there and it was going to be embarrassing. So they decided to make it off limits to people and plant flags and pretend it was about whatever, COVID. It's really just a way to save face. Bring in troops because, you know, the Klan might disrupt the thing and then plant flags and lights and tell people they can't come. They weren't going to come anyway, but this is a way to save face. Anyway, David Chalian didn't see lights up and down the National Mall. He saw Joe Biden's loving arms. Or what we've been through uh, throughout four years of the Trump presidency. And the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. I look it's like almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. That, that, that I, I understand <laughs> that they're all in this together. I understand they're like a cult. You know, I'd, I'd compare them to a cult, the way they think. All these people in MSNBC and CNN, they're just a Trump-hating cult, and they can't, as I said, out-slobber one another. It's impossible. This guy, does he have an editor? Does he have a producer? Does anyone there in his ear tell him? He is. He is the editor. He is the political director. He's the the Lauren Wolf of uh, CNN and political This guy is like the boss. And the rest of them are going to try and top him today and say, what do you think, boss? You know, they're going to say, look at the... The Washington Monument, it soars to the heavens, kind of like Joe Biden's way to reach up to God and bring us all together. They're going to f- just lose it today and, and and every day for the next four years or the next, whatever, eight and, months or whatever, and, the Biden, uh, administ- however long Biden remains in office, it's going to be nauseating. And the lack of like irony in the sentence as well. It's like Joe Biden's arms wrapping around people has been a problem by the way, including uh, young people and wives of police officers, among others. Like, come on. You know, when I look at that, that's uh, the statue, I think I'm like uh, Lincoln statue. You no, know, I think of Joe Biden reaching out and sniffing Lincoln's hair. Does that remind you of that at all? That's right. I mean, that's what he would do. If Lincoln were here, he would sniff his hair. It's just going to be sick. But also he said, you know, after what we've been through for the past four years, these insane people have actually convinced themselves that they lived through a Nazi occupation for four years. Right. They were oppressed and repressed and pursued and abused. They think they actually went through it, you know, and they they acted it out. They put the little on signs out front to show that they that we were under siege and they uh, and they you know did all the the stuff, but dressing like handmaids and wearing the stupid 
hats, etc., to show us that they were being victimized. Meanwhile, the last four years, except for this last year of a pandemic, which is not Trump's, the la- the three years before that were a, a booming, booming success for this country. You know, they, it's yeah, their I, own I, mental health. I think it was the globe. Dive. I think it was the globe that tweeted out uh, Trump was the worst person ever, the worst approval rating ever as he leaves office, which was just a bold-faced lie. His approval rating's fifty-one percent. He didn't. It didn't drop at all after January six, which surprised me. And his approval rating among Republicans is eighty-seven or eighty-eight percent. They just lie, and then. They were attacking Pompeo yesterday, too, as, you know, a failure as a secretary of state. I think it was the New York Times or the Globe. And I'm thinking, how could you judge Pompeo as a failure by any standard? I mean, just the Middle East peace treaties alone and the lack of war alone, you would say that's a hell of a hell of a run for a secretary of state. Because this established media, Jerry, like we've been talking about, they care about the symbolism. And remember, it's that the rest of the international community didn't respect us anymore and didn't like us it's like that, that if you actually wanted to look at the international community you would look at the gulf arab states who when abandoned by president obama disdained him so much that they said screw you united states we're gonna make friends with israel you know it's like this, no, that's true that, they, that barometer, those days that, were over those days are over in case yes. now uh, any of my Jewish friends, and I ask them all the time, you know, Jewish liberals, friends, I mean, what, what, why do you hate Trump? And you're, you're not going to like this next administration, what they're going to do. I mean, this was the best friend Israel ever had. And, right. You know, Obama mm-hmm. tended to um, err on the side of, you know, the, the mullahs. Trump did the opposite. You're not going to like the, this is, you know, essentially the Biden's third, uh, Obama's third term. Right. You, you couldn't, like yes, you you couldn't move the embassy to Jerusalem, Jerry, right. because you would upset the Arab street. Well, the Arab street now is allied with Israel due to President Trump. Like, this right. is, go ahead. A couple more things I want to get to, Shad, before you make your picks. Um, you were uh, texting me about this because I, I laughed out loud. It was uh, good news, in my opinion. The Fox News laid off Chris Steyerwald. And if you're not sure Chris Steyerwald is, he was this big, bloated uh kind of animated guy who was a political editor and and uh he i don't think he was a big fan of trump and he was uh giddy when he predicted arizona would go to biden it was way early way premature it upset a lot of people and he didn't care he he was rooting for biden he got laid off yesterday chris steyerwald he used to wear a bow tie um anyway he's gone i'm hoping chris wallace is the next one out the door mm-hmm. I think Chris Wallace did a lot of uh, helped his guy Biden as much as anyone in that first debate. It was it was it was an awful biased you know tra- uh, performance, and and I, I can't stand the sight of Chris Wallace. I'll never watch Chris Wallace again. I'm not calling for him to get fired or boycott his show. I just can't stand the guy. And I hope Fox wakes up because they are slumping big time in the ratings and realizes that someone that the biggest culprit here is chris wallace we'll see if he gets the boot i hope he does but whatever right um but chris stylewalt is uh, on the street he's he's out that's he's, a huge, uh, didn't he uh, co-anchor a bunch of things with dana perino who is yes. like insanely high on right at fox they did, they did a podcast together yeah. yeah that's right that's right yeah which i subscribe to actually i like the podcast but they as that that is a big sign the moment you take out stylewalt because he is 
not only is he an X's and O's guy, but he is not an adherent to uh, to the MAGA world. And the, yeah, they're going all in MAGA now. Bardo Romo's getting a new gig. She'll be on at 7 p.m. Well, you think she's try, trying, trying out for that spot? Yeah, she's trying she's out. Trying for out for Brian Kilmeade. I put those as the two yep. favorite Kilmeade and Bardo Romo because she's good. You're right. She's a good and the MAGA people like her. Right. But it's and, amazing. I mean, I, I still obviously watch Tucker. I watch Lars. They've been good. But the number of people who bailed on them since the election is incredible. Don Lemon's uh, beating Fox. Don Lemon's beating. There, there are shows on CNN. Uh, uh, right. Don Lemon shows that never got traction. Shows on MSNBC are beating Fox. They, they, you know, they made a big mistake, you know, when they, when they, uh, allowed Chris Wallace to go out there and, and uh, assist his, his buddy Biden in that debate, big right. mistake. And then they never were honest about it. They didn't even let people like Hannity or Tucker tell the truth about Chris Wallace, what a snake he is, but yeah. And now there is going to be just a recruiting frenzy. Can you imagine if you're Kaylee McEnany, your value is going through the roof right now because Fox will definitely want her. Oh, oh, so you don't agree with Stephen King. Stephen King says her next job will be as a cocktail waitress in Tampa. Stephen King is one of the most detestable people. I will never, ever touch oh. another Stephen King book. By the way, the worst single worst book I've ever read in my life. The single worst book is the girl who loved Tom Gordon, an absolute piece of garbage that Stephen King wrote in like a day and a half just for the money. It's, it's awful. There's no point to it. It's just a girl who was lost in the woods listening to the radio. And as if the girl wasn't suffering enough, she was stuck with the radio listening to Joe Castiglione. And that's all. That's the whole book. There's nothing to it. Jerry, the worst no, no, book no, no, no. He's a legitimate. He's like you and I because he sits in the loge box seats at Fenway up in the seventeenth row. You know he's in there. He likes to no, sit with he the sits people. In the box seats, and you know when people try to meet him or shake his hand or get an autograph, yeah. he blows them off. He's a mean, cranky old man who is a sexist and a classist. Yeah, so, Jeff Jacoby had a good uh, Jeff Jacoby had a good response to that and saying how sexist that tweet was. Well, it is. Uh, I mean, it's a young a, a young blonde woman. Can only be a cocktail waitress or yep. a stripper, according to uh, Stephen King. I assume. Typical elitist mm -hmm. punk. Honest to God, I hate Stephen but King. But also, doesn't it Jeez. just show you how close to being misogynists all these progressives are? Close. Doesn't take much. No, right. Um, but um, so he's Chris Stirewall is gone. Hopefully, hopefully Chris Wallace will soon be behind him. And Kaylee McEnany, you're right. She'll be a star somewhere. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Stephen King. She's not going to be waiting tables. As much as you'd like to do is you'd like to pat her on the ass and say, sweetheart, you know, go get me another Chablis. That ain't going to happen, you goon. Anyway, um, Think about I gave that. Stephen credit. Miller could get a gig. I gave credit. Stephen Miller will be a think tank guy or whatever. He'll he'll yeah. Well, all these guys, all these guys can be uh, lobbyists now, right? That's it's right. Like, Trump right. wait five years anymore. That's great. Trump signed the waiver so they can go out and uh, go out and be lobbyists, which is bizarre. But um, uh, I a week ago I tweeted. I think I said on maybe with you, Shattuck. I said go to Bed Bath and Beyond because they were standing strong. They were getting pressured by the cancel culture woke mob the usual suspects were pressuring bed bath and beyond to discontinue to, to to not sell my pillow because you know mike lindell liked trump mike lindell wasn't a, a liberal so they had to ruin him he has two thousand employees he manufactures all his products in the united states in minnesota his home state it's a great entrepreneurial success story but they hate that they don't like that they don't like small business they want to crush him. They want to ruin him. They pressure Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's. 
and Bed Bath and & Beyond initially stood strong. They sold out. They buckled. They bowed to the mob. They said they won't sell this product anymore. So I'm saying I'm never, ever going to Bed Bath & Beyond again. It's going to be tough because, you know, I love the store. I love the pillowcases. and It's and great the- for the uh, – that's like where you get your as-seen-on-TV products. You yes. know what I mean? Like, that's a great store for yes. that. So unfortunately, my pillow is a mostly as-seen-on-TV type product. They were also well, early in the uh, Soda Stream game too, yeah, actually. Bed Bath right. I don't know what that means, but I'm out. I'm out on Bed Bath & Beyond. Um the latest, and I know you uh, were following the story closely, the latest on uh, uh, one of uh, Cullinane's heroes, Jared Porter, former Thayer hockey player, Bowden hockey player, who became a uh, baseball executive, became a GM. All his dreams came true. He's the general manager of the Mets. Then we found out he was sending dong pictures to a reporter uh, who didn't reply. What is worse, by the way, sending the dong picture or sending 62 Unsolicited, un, unsolicited response uh, uh, text messages. Yeah, so sending none of these his... responses when she wants nothing to do with you, and all you do is text her over and over again. Which is worse? I know, Jerry. So none of his pings got any positive feedback. So he decides to take a shot at the end zone anyway. And like the, I, I mean, it's it's bold. I, I guess I don't know. I just don't know that. Like, I don't know that. I, I feel bad for the guy. How can you? He's you feel be, bad for the I don't guy? Under, I don't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You feel bad for the guy? What is this, something you do regularly? Is it that you have a, <laughs> Why would you feel bad well, for the that's 65 or 66. That's when you resort to. more in the 30 range. That was yeah. This isn't style. even, like, this isn't even one drunk text. This is weeks and weeks of just pestering this poor woman, harassing First of all, Jerry, I've been accused of being even overweight and sometimes unsightly when shirtless. And you still manage in America to uh, find romance. It happens, you know. <laughs> so the fact that this guy, with his job, you know, in all his trappings, couldn't manage to to get a date—that's terrible. Well, you know what? The the bad news is he sent her a dong picture. The good news is his belly is so big he couldn't see it; it was just hanging over him. I guess he's you know a little out of shape. Maybe it was tough to find love, and maybe. She was, I don't know, spectacular looking. We haven't seen her. We haven't even, we don't even know her name. That's uh, not going to come out. She was reluctant to go forward. But when he got, when he got the big job, she said two reasons. She said he got the big job. So he had a lot of power and she was afraid he was doing this to other women. And he was never sufficiently uh, apologetic. He never really apologized. So she said, well, I'm going to ruin your life, and I don't blame her. I mean, the guy was well. No, and and the Chicago Cubs uh, employee kept asking her if she was going to press charges and shit like that. So that not only was he, not only did he not apologize, but he was almost like you know trying to scare her to some extent. I, you know, whether they, I mean, I guess it's kind of guessing if he knew that that was going on, but it's not a good look from all. I, I would say the Cubs need. Uh, I mean, the Mets need a new search committee because whoever vetted the guy didn't do a very good job. <laughs> yeah, I throw ESPN, that question in from now on. Everyone at ESPN knew about this. Everybody. It was, it was common knowledge that he did this and the Mets hire him anyway. And a month later, the thing blows up on them and they fire him. And I guess you could say, you know, his, his life is over as he knew it because he's not going to be a GM and everybody thinks he's a pervert. Um, but have you heard from anyone that like knew him from around here? He obviously, a ch- obviously a lot of white privilege work in his shattuck. He grew up in Duxbury, went to Thayer Academy and then went to Bowdoin. Talk about the triple header of, of white privilege. Uh, that's a, that's a pampered little rich kid who uh, probably was used to getting his way. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm switching my hypothesis, Jerry. That this okay. was not a hail mary attempt to get her to like him. This was him just wanting her to, in any way at all, be intimate with him. So it's like he was flashing her essentially, and he got what? he wanted to know that somewhere she was reacting to that picture of the thing, and and that's what that little scrap of thrill was. What he went away with, Jerry. What 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 point? What how many texts did you think it would take to win her over? I mean, un. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've done the call the person 153 times thing when I was like 22. I remember a beautiful speaking. Uh, he's Hill, 41. But, he's not 22. Right. He's 41. He's a grown man and he's a fool. And uh, I feel no sympathy for him at all. You no. have to start all over. One of his friends in the game will give him a job, a you know minor league director or something, and he'll go anonymously to work in whatever Topeka for some minor league team, and eventually. He'll work his way back to the big leagues, but he'll never be general manager of the New York Mets again. That was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and he blew it because he couldn't can, can you come back in pictures you, of the bulge in his pants. Can you come back in? Like, Jeffrey Jeffrey Tubin can't do anything anymore. I mean, I don't think you can recover from that. I mean, maybe Louis C.K. can because he very openly talked about what he did and said, yeah, I'm a sick bastard who likes to do this, and he's uh, – comedian whose entire narrative is about how wretched he is but for, for this guy he can't get another gig he can't do like yeah this guy's eminently qualified except for just one thing by the way that we need to look i mean there's no legal department that's going to say no. let's bring this guy in the door in this day and age not going to happen maybe you know 30 years ago but not now not now and uh, there's nobody defending him nobody excusing him there's no there's no excuse for it you know you can't come and say well you know, she did this or, you know, he thought that, I mean, he just, everybody knows he harassed her, he right. stalked her, and then he sent a stock photo of someone else's wiener to her. That's, that's the only excuse right. he has. It wasn't mine. Right. And, it was, and there's no quarter for it because women find it disgusting and guys don't respect it. If he said, okay, I right. drunkenly made a pass at her, a guy could say, eh, I understand you had a bad day. We've been there. But for that, particular hey, let's not speak for all women. Some people, I mean, it, it happens. So some women do like that. That, and I don't understand those. True. I don't believe. Do. I, I don't believe too many. It's. I mean, it's a disgusting thing. A, I mean, a even penis, Brett, a penis is not a, a penis is not an attractive thing. Correct, sorry, it just isn't. Um, Break, anyway, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, before we get to, uh, before we say goodbye, move on, and uh, you know, usher in. A new era of civility and decency, which is what I think we're going to get now, Shattuck. Now that we get rid of the big bad orange man, we can all celebrate civility, decency, and unity. And if you sons of bitching white supremacist Nazi mother don't uh, play along, we're going to crush you. Okay? That's uh, my, my vow. Two games this week. The NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. I'm not going to tell you who's in it, but you have to pick a winner. Who do you like? Naturally, I picked your Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, by ten. Whoa! Uh, or last week. Oh, okay. And you did. Uh, that's right. You nailed that. Correct. Um, I, and I like to say that this week, Jerry, they are playing what I call the frozen tundra. Ooh. And Brady operates uh, well. If you remember the 2007 season versus the Jets at Gillette, uh, Brady operates well in the in poor weather conditions. You are going to see again, Jerry. 
a 10-point win by your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoa. Oh, when they're underdogs, and uh, obviously Green Bay's home, and Aaron Rodgers is on a roll, and he's MVP, but you're picking Tom Brady, as, as am I. I can't pick against him, but uh, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think we all agree, Patrick Mahomes is playing. They gave him the baseline test for concussion. He, I think he cheated, but he passed. Um and he will be under center, which is a good thing. We all want to see Mahomes play against Josh Allen. Who do you like? The Buffalo Bills at Kansas City. I call the Bills fans the Bills Mafia, Jerry. Ooh. And uh, I am going to tell you that the I call them the dogs, meaning underdogs, are going to edge out the Chiefs by three. Bills win. Wow. Picking both the dogs. That's, that might catch on. The dogs Road dogs. Why don't you call them road dogs? You're picking both the road dogs. I am too, by the way, I think, unless I change my mind. It's only uh, whatever it is, Wednesday. But I, I'm writing that. Uh, Colleen's writing that down. We're going to keep track. So far, what is Shattuck in his pick? 17 and 0? He's 17 and 0. He's, got, he's, got, he's our football guy. I mean, that's why we go to him on these. He important. is. Uh, yeah. Look at him. He's a, he looks like a football guy. He looks kind of like Richie Incognito. Doesn't. Thank you. But, he texted, right. he texted me last night. He said that Tom Brady is going to win by 10 again because he's going to be so motivated after seeing Linda Holiday reply to somebody on Instagram. <laughs> yesterday. That was his take yesterday. Right. Uh, all right. It's, uh, it's over. The Donald Trump era, the crazy, wild four years, uh, the, 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 the ride he took us on has ended. We are now watching uh, the cameras are all falling. Everybody coming into the Capitol, preparing to uh, inaugurate Joe Biden, our 46th president, and Kamala Harris, our 47th president. We're not sure. Jerry, before we go, we can't, before we go very quickly, I know that every year, four years, you always tell me that the favorite part of the inauguration for you is the poem. Oh, yeah. Poem. Yeah, poem right? I, I do have a piece of this year's poem. It's, it's written by Amanda Gorman, Jerry. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. (laughs) One of your favorites. And here's just just one stanza or whatever they call it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. So that's legitimately part of the poem jerry do you remember the barack obama poet poet it was the funniest thing we used to play it on the radio constantly oh yeah put down your pencils yes oh it's just embarrassing can i just be honest with you Mm -hmm. poetry sucks everyone knows it nobody disagrees everyone knows it some people pretend they like poetry but if that's poetry that's awful any you know (laughs) sixth grader could write that but you're right. Maybe it'll be the fun, the highlight of today's ceremony. Have some poet go up there and do do a poem that doesn't even rhyme. I mean, my it doesn't like rhyme. And that poem that we just heard is all literal. It's just observations. You know, it, it essentially could be a, a news copy. But you it wait. Is, this woman who who wrote that is 22 years old. Oh, um, it, it is going to be praised. She will be written up for the next week as powerful words, Jerry. At a time guess. when we She's, needed to uh, hear them. Let me guess. She's a woman. She's a woman of color. She's transgendered. She's uh, um, she's got like handicapped. She's got she's blind. She's uh, an orphan. I mean, she's got to have all kinds of boxes she checked, right? Or Biden would have picked her. She doesn't come from the Callahan place of privilege, Jerry. (laughs) No, No. but it is glorious. We get to see that evil monster dictator 
that that authoritarian thug quietly get on the chopper, then get on a plane and leave, and I would get to watch the the Uniter, just like Hitler did, Jerry, right? just like Hitler, <laughs> just like Pol Pot did, and yeah. Mao did. He quietly got on a plane and he allowed the next guy to move into the Oval Office and move into the White House, and the next guy who's a Uniter who's going to reach his, his arms out like, like lights and put it around the country and crush out any opposition, any dissent. He's going to use the military. They're going to vet people in the military. And if they didn't vote for him, they're going to kick him out of the military. It's just so good. It's so good to welcome, to usher democracy back into our lives. Isn't yes. It? He's going to yeah. reach his arms out, Jerry, like he did when he was naked coming out of the shower and chasing the dog. <laughs> To pull his tail. That don't call Tara Reed at that, that that dog. She's that lovely lady, a lovely lady. But all right, we will uh, we'll recap it all tomorrow. We're gonna watch as much as I can stomach today. Ooh, Jerry, I have a tease for you tomorrow. It's history. What? President Trump did leave a note for Joe Biden. The contents are not known. Hmm. He did. If that doesn't have just a drawing of a big middle finger, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't <laughs> want Trump to pretend to play along. With this charade, Biden tried to ruin him. Biden lied about him. They uh, all they got the full force of the the swamp to try to destroy Trump, and they succeeded. Big tech, big media, they all collaborated, and they destroyed the the evil orange man. They won. He lost. It's over. Let's not pretend everything was uh, you know on the level. It wasn't, and we're gonna. It's gonna get ugly, man. I mean, this could be our last podcast. Big tech is coming for all of us. It's going to get ugly and nasty, but hey, that's democracy, you know. That's 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 America. Uh, well, I, I would uh, add my voice to lots of people who say we enjoyed it, uh, Donald J. Trump. I enjoyed it. It was a wild, eventful ride, and there'll never be anything like it again. Um, I know. I know you'll talk. People talk about coming back in four years. I don't think so. You'll be seventy-eight. Enjoy the golf course enjoy whatever social media outlet you find <laughs> hopefully he'll be on parlor or somewhere lashing out because i know he's got a lot to say and I, whenever he writes a book that's going to be the best-selling autobiography of uh, an ex-president ever it's going to be insane he's gonna he's got some scores to settle and if i know donald trump he's gonna settle them all it's gonna get wild as somebody said on twitter this is good we've moved into the layla phase do you know what that uh, means Yes, the Clapton. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen Goodfellas? Yes. We've moved into the Layla phase. It's time for Trump to settle all the scores. Private citizen Donald Trump. It's going to be wild, but it was, it was a hell of a ride. Anyway, thanks to Donald J. Trump. Thanks to Tom Shattuck. Thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU and GovX and to Dave Cullinane. Anything else? Uh, quickly, sports news before we go. Number 17 retires after 17th season. Ooh, Philip Rivers? Rivers done. done. Oh, yeah. dang. Philip Rivers is the best number 17 in NFL history. That's how rare seven, uh, 17 was. Not is not a great number, but he's he's worn it well. He had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. Didn't win any Super Bowls, but he put up numbers. LT quit on him, Jerry. That's why. But that's another guy that Tom Tom Brady has outlasted. It's remarkable. He's going to outlast all three of those guys. They went in the same first round class: Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Four years after Brady, or five years, and they're going to be 
done all of them before him. He's going to outlast everybody. Wow. He's gonna, as, as, as Reamer pointed out, he's going to outlast Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton, who's 12 years younger than Brady. Brady's going to outlast him. It's remarkable. But anyway, we're all in on Brady this weekend. We're all rooting for him to, to make it to one more Super Bowl. Something different. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But All right. That's it for today, Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021, an historic day. We'll recap it tomorrow. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. From 30 for 30 podcast and the undefeated, the life and legacy of South L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle. I'm Justin Tinsley, senior reporter for the undefeated. In this four episode series, I explore the shared experiences of life as a black man in America with Nipsey's brotherhood of NBA players. Life is a marathon. You got to keep it going. Hustle and motivate. If that ain't like the ethos of being an elite athlete, I don't know what is. This is the King of Crenshaw. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast.